What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angst, and welcome to Laughing Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. I want to thank everybody for their continued support for this channel. The track and field season is, listen, it is fun so far, and we still have an entire summer to go. The high schoolers are balling out as they close out their seasons, and state championships begin to roll around. The collegiate athletes are getting ready for conference championships, rather, and the pros are starting to kick it into high gear with some amazing performance and the best is yet to come and i cannot wait to bring you some fresh content some new content with some awesome guests you do not want to miss it all on lactic acid this channel and if you haven't already please be sure to subscribe to the pages the youtube page lactic acid podcast or lactic acid with dominique smith and you can find everywhere you can subscribe you can check out our instagram page our twitter page youtube you name it we got it go on our link tree link that is right at the bottom in the show notes please click on it it has everything you need there definitely appreciate the support today i have a superstar athlete she is a baller shot caller out in arizona balling out with the naz elite squad she is none other than miss lauren Hagens. And you're going to enjoy this conversation that Lauren and I had. She is truly awesome. She's transitioning into the marathon and she is poised to do big things. We talked about her taste in music, some of the music that she likes, some of the old school jams, as well as some of the jams that she currently listens to and the reason behind that. We talked about her transition into the marathon. She was a stellar 800 meter runner at Baylor um, back in the day. And now she is transitioning from the track to the roads, a big difference. But listen, she is balling out and she's going to do great things. We also talked about Tabasco hot sauce. And I said it on the show. Listen, if you see her on the marathon trail fueling with hot sauce, it's game over. She's coming for that title. She's coming for the crown. And we had an amazing conversation about different topics, such as the joy that running has brought her, why she loves it so much, her training group, and the things that they have brought to the table, some of the food that she's tried and she's gotten a chance to eat and pick up on the different places that she's traveled, the food that she's grew up eating from Arkansas. She is originally from Arkansas and so much more. This was a fun episode. It was an honor to get a chance to talk to her and I know you guys are going to enjoy it as well. Please keep supporting. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Check out the Linktree leak. Shout out to our partners at Track Barn. You get 10% off your order if you type in Lactic Acid 10. Be sure to do that. They have amazing products. They're doing great things for the track and field community and you do not want to miss out. They have everything you need where track and field is concerned. Until next time, peace. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angst, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominique Smith. Today, I have a certified baller, shot caller. She is running circles where the humidity is non-existent, but the heat is hot, and she is looking to take the track scene by storm. Baylor Bear at heart moved all the way to NAZ Elite, running in those smooth Clifton 8s, which is the best running shoe in my opinion. Love them Cliftons. Even though I don't have a pair, I'm going to get me a pair. So guess what? That means she's elite. She's none other than the legend that is Miss Lauren Hagens. Lauren, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on here. No, thank you for coming on here. This is like a legendary. We have like one of the best in Flagstaff 
from Flagstaff doing big things. Obviously, we'll talk about that, your success in running um, a little bit later on. But been asking this question as of late. I'm going to call this my summertime question because this is based on the summer. So let's just say one day there were three people who got a chance to see you run and they were so impressed that they had a meeting. And at that meeting, they said, this lady, Lauren Hagens, is something special. She is different. And we need to promote her awesomeness as these summer months roll in and throughout the summer leading up to the big finale of track and field season and on the roads as well. So those three people happen to be the executive, well, the president of Food Network, Ben and Jerry were in that, <laughs> as well as another surprise person. So this is what they're going to do for you. Ben and Jerry, no, actually, let's go to Food Network. Food Network says we run everything. We are the global capital. We are the ones that fund Flavortown USA. And what we're going to do is we are going to send a gourmet chef, one of the chefs on Food Network, whether it's Alex Gunner Shelley, Amanda Frytag, Jeffrey Zakarian, you name it, Dart, whoever. And they're going to cook you a meal, a gourmet meal specifically for you. Whatever you want, they're going to put it on every menu in every restaurant that they're affiliated with in this great land of ours. <laughs> ben and Jerry said, okay, nah, we run the dessert, we run the ice cream. So what they're going to do for you, they want you to pick two flavors of ice cream. They're going to okay. combine them okay. and they're going to put them in every store in these United States. Lastly, there was a show back in the day called the wild thornberries and the main character eliza thornberry had the power to talk to animals and that power is going to be bestowed upon you and so you have to pick which animal that you could talk to so we're going to need this gourmet meal we're going to okay. need the ice cream and we're going to need the animal that you would like to communicate with oh man i mean the gourmet meal question is really hard because i love food I don't really discriminate, um, but Amen. I guess I would, ooh, I have to say, I think my favorite dish on the planet is chicken tikka masala ooh. with body rice. So it's probably going to be that. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm tempted to say like a really <laughs> awesome, like homemade plate of pasta with the dishes warmed so that it keeps your food warm, you know? That's but fair. I got to go with chicken tikka masala because that's kind of, I love Indian food. And that's the first thing I try when I get to a new Indian restaurant is their chicken tikka masala with basmati rice and garlic naan bread. And I kind of judge the rest of the restaurant based on that. Meal. <laughs> <laughs> so No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. At all. So that's got to be probably the meal I would, they're the, the home cooked meal I would go for. And as far as ice cream goes, does it have to be a Ben and Jerry's flavor? No, any flavor you want. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if I have like a specific flavor, but I love coffee flavors and I love chocolate flavors. So it probably, <laughs> probably have to be something like um, mocha, coffee bean, something like that. Something oh, like that. Oh, man. Use I'm your gonna, imagination. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I'm laughing at that in just okay. a second. But, <laughs> okay. Um, Let's do this animal. That is an interesting uh, one. So the animal, does it have to be like? You can, you can pick from a dog to a roach to a spider. It does cool. not matter. 
I'm going to have to pick my own dog, Baylor. If I could talk <laughs> to him, that would be just the best. And actually, I've thought about if he were a human or if he could talk, like what would his voice sound like? And I'm so curious as to what that would just sound like. So I think I'd have to pick him. He's sitting right in front of me right now, going to so, town. So I made a mistake. Yes. And here's the mistake I made. I said Ben and Jerry. But as you were talking about the dog, <laughs> I just realized that you have one of the legendary Instagram handles that I should have used to make your custom ice cream. Hagendaz <laughs> underscore 86. I should have done Hagendaz. And I love and I'm glad that you got that joke because it is a food pun with my name, but I love Hagendaz's coffee ice cream. That's my favorite. So yeah, Hagendaz coffee bean <laughs> with, with chocolate added and nuts. Of I man, okay. So <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker by okay. any means. Um Tea? I'm a tea drinker. Okay. Um, specifically at night. I know that sounds weird, but listen, a good cup of chamomile will knock you out. No, just herbal tea. I do the same thing. And when you're sick, it, it's nice. It, it oh, has yeah. a bunch of all those, all that crap that keeps you healthy. But I had someone come on here. She's a co-worker of mine. She's the coolest person in the world. Um, I'm not going to tell you her name because the episode will be released as a part of our global running day series. Yeah. But she came on here, a friend of mine, she said, coffee bean and chocolate ice cream combined. <laughs> and I was okay. like, is, is this a phase? Like, it is, I was just like, dang. And to me, when, when she first said it, I was like, nah, man. But then it sounded, the more she explained it, mm -hmm. it sounded really intriguing. So you should try it. You should try both together for sure. Is there such a thing? And can I look that up? Hagen Dawes. And I just have to say, I love Hagen Dawes under the underscore makes it, it well, either the underscore or hashtag. Um, I was like, dang, I wish I had that level of creativity like for my name. We're just lactic acid. And she's like ice cream. Shout no. out 86. <laughs> um that so was a nickname I, I had in high school. People called me Hagendaz in high school. So it I technically did not come up with it on my own. Oh <laughs> so. um, that's okay. Well, whoever gave you that nickname, I don't think they knew what they were doing. That's greatness right there. Andrew Ferguson. Let's just shout him out right now. Shout out Andrew. Andrew, wherever you are. Hope you're listening Why? to Lactic Acid Podcast. God bless <laughs> you, brother. Um, you know, hey, you're a legend. I hope you are in the marketing game. And so, yes, Hagen Dawes. 86. No, they actually have a coffee chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, nice. See, I didn't even know that either. I just like I always go with just the coffee. It's a it's called coffee chip. They have coffee almond toffee crunch, which just sounds like TMJ, the more I say it. <laughs> um, and this coffee chocolate chip ice cream. Wow. Sounds really good. No, it doesn't. But I will <laughs> um I'm I'm just kidding. I I might like, I don't know. I might cop that. I don't necessarily love the fact that it's six dollars and sixty-three cents on Instacart. Oh. Um <laughs> yeah. 
but know. you know, Hagen Dolls, I know y'all listening to this. Can you sponsor us? Sponsor Lawrence, sponsor Black Acid. We want to be the official podcast of Hagen Dolls Ice Cream. Like literally, let's make that dream come true. But let's go to some track business. So I found it funny and funny and awesome. So I grew up with some class, some of my classmates. Um, I guess kind of we grew up together, but they're from Little Rock, Arkansas. Not oh. Little Rock, but they're from um, not Little Rock, Fayetteville, Bentonville, yeah. one of those yeah. rules, so, yeah. somewhere up there. Um, and they were like, they root for Baylor too. I was like, you know, oh. shouldn't y'all be Razorbacks um, instead of Bears? Interesting. You know, I don't know. We I don't were know. in the same region. I don't know if we still are. I don't know. I just thought it was. I knew you guys were like somewhat rivals. Though on track, but we we were we yeah not so much anymore. I mean you know like Baylor's still Big Twelve and Arkansas still SEC. So um yeah, but we are at least in running. I feel like I think way back in the day. I think if I'm not mistaken, it was the Southwest Conference. Oh, okay. It was like Arkansas, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, and I think Baylor. I don't know. This was before my time, but I don't know. I Probably just thought it was mine too. <laughs> I I don't know. It's like seventies, eighties. Oh yeah, I I wouldn't know that far back. For sure. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. I was like, dang, okay, that's a. I don't know if there was a little pipeline or whatever the case might be, but I just thought it was interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Um, but no, you are a big time athlete, big time runner, obviously out there in Arizona training to do big things and to crush the dreams of your opponents who have high hopes. But I am curious, how's your training cycle gone so far headed into the season? Well, I guess that's a good segue for me to actually say that I have opted to not do a track season this year. Fair um, I or cross am, or just on the roads as well. So both. Yeah. Um. So it's it has gone well. I mean, at NAZ we have a new coach, Alan Culpepper. He's been coaching me since July, I believe, of last year. And I decided that I, to be honest, have been a little bit burnt out on track, and I wanted to do more road stuff. Um, and just experience different races, distances. And so um, we actually decided to focus on the half marathon championship in February. And um, that went very, very well. And I was second to my teammate, Alephine, who was first and Mm -hmm. ran pretty quickly. Um, And then I kind of had a little bit of an injury flare up um, the month of March and leading into April, I have chronic sciatica. So sometimes I just get weird little injuries that are kind of alarming and um I have to deal with those but so far now I'm knock on wood 100% healthy and um I am debuting in my first marathon in June so I kind of have gone the other spectrum to where it's really interesting I'm curious to see how it will go because you know I ran the 800 um in college and then I ran the 1500 and the 5000 as a pro and I'm just slowly, I'm starting to transition. My half marathons have gone well. And now it's the big kahuna, the full marathon. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's coming up in a few weeks. I'm not quite allowed by contract and race to say which one yet. But um, I, yeah, I'm targeting my first 26.2. <laughs> 
So just stay tuned. So sometime <laughs> yeah. in June, just put, put set your alarm, set your alerts for June, and she will let you know when she is going to run the marathon, which I am looking forward to. That is a huge jump to go from the eight hundred yeah. to the marathon. What yeah. is it about the longer distances that you love? I I, I think that. There's a few different things that I love about it. Um, I'm still really new to really long distances. And so there's kind of that level of the unexpected where I don't really know quite yet how good I can be in those events. So that's, that's kind of, that's more exciting than nerve wracking for me. Um, I do feel like also because it's, it's 26.2 miles or 13.1, you know, that's anywhere from, you know, just under 70 minutes to two and a half hours. So there's a lot of room for improvement in there. And I think it's just interesting, like trying to figure out the puzzle pieces of these longer distances. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love a challenge. And so, um, I, I truly actually really have enjoyed half marathon training as well. It's obviously very different than 800 meter mile, even 5,000 meter training. Um, but yeah, so I've really loved that, but now I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit older as well. You know, I'm not like just a spring chicken anymore. And so yeah. my 800 meter days are quite far behind me. And I don't think they <laughs> focus on the 800 and years. I mean, it's been, yeah. I mean, I think I've been mostly focused on the 5,000 until 2022 really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just all those things combined. I see it as a challenge and it is nerve wracking though, because it's like, it's such a long time to be out there. And, um, yeah, so I'm just trying right now, I'm just kind of grinding away at the weeks and trying to just set myself up for, um, success in the future. And just honestly, just, I have so many teammates that are great at the marathon and I've been just kind of slowly like picking their brains a little bit, asking them questions, you know, like we're starting to practice fueling, during the marathon, which is another, another thing that I haven't even thought about. (laughs) Yeah, I should, I should get on that. (laughs) That's hard. Listen, I, I work part-time at a running shoe store and we have all this crap on the walls. I'm like, you know, I don't really run like that at all for now. I'm coming out of retirement. Um, What did you run? (laughs) The shop to the, the shot put in the discus. Nice, nice. Oh, Way man. back in the day in high school. I peaked in high school and then picked up coaching. And Oh, nice. You know, now we talk about it for a living. Uh, oh, so, yeah. yes, I'm going to come out of retirement and cool. I'm going to run a 5K sometime next <gasps> year. Sometime next year. Very nice. It could be December 31st, 2024, but it's going to be next year. So, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it has to be something where there's food involved, you know, like the fried chicken express marathon or something like that. So oh my God. Or 5K. So somebody make that happen. Like One of my favorite road races, I used to live in Memphis, Tennessee, and one of my favorite races there, um, my favorite Indian restaurant sponsored this race, and we always had samosas at the end of it. And oh. I literally was, I know, I was like, this is the best. <laughs> I oh. I need to add that to the prayer list. Lord, help me sponsor some sort of running event. And let me partner with Publix. Let me partner with Kentucky yes. Fried Chicken, Popeyes, ooh, free ch- or Chick-fil-A. But the marathon can't be on, the race can't be on a Sunday. So uh, that that limits, you know, things. But 
Oh man. It's Saturday. There is Saturday. I'll have them bring back the spicy grilled chicken and fried chicken. And listen, that's what we'll run for. And we'll get all oh, man. The <laughs> Lactic Asset 5K. 5K, hey. we'll have the Masters, we'll have the Para, we'll have the wheelchair. Oh, it's going to be nice. Stay tuned. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this, but just stay tuned. I'm going I'm to take out a loan, and uh, we're going to make this happen. Get all the elite athletes coming. For my vegan friends, don't worry. We'll have some tofu or something like that. We'll shape it in as a piece of chicken. Fry it, put some put some uh, <laughs> seasoning and stuff on it. It's going to be real nice, real, now, real nice. I'm sorry. Where, where, are you, where are you based out of? Orlando. Orlando. Nice. Are you going to be at the trials in February? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be there. I'll I'm see you there. there. You're going to see me there. I have my, I have fried chicken shirts already made. So you, if you see, it's going to be, it would be one or two things. It's going to be the shirt that says two piece in the biscuit. Shout out to my uh, friend, Catherine, who, and I need to get that company's name, but graphic designer, just started her own company, works with all the track and field aficionados. And then I have a shirt that says, I like fried chicken and three other people. And so <laughs> I, I just don't know which one I'm going to yeah. wear. Or if I should just wear another one. I don't know yet. You know, yeah. the sky's the limit. So, but yeah. So you'll see me with a reporter's notebook and probably some sort of unhealthy food. And that's how I will rock, essentially. Perfect. So, yes, I will see you there. Looking forward to cool. seeing you fall out at the marathon. <laughs> but. Speaking of the marathon, it's I'm curious about the training because obviously the training for 800, a 1500, a 5K is different than 26.2. And I can only imagine it could be just really grueling and long and aggravating and annoying. Mm -hmm. um, but does it help to have a great team around you? Because it's one thing to run by yourself, but when you actually have a community of people that you can push each other, especially with you being a newbie in the marathon, you know, that has to, at least in my, an outsider's point of view, that has to be nice, especially as you transition into this new phase of your career. Yes. I mean, I, so I actually own a coaching business and I've been coaching marathoners and half, half well, excuse me, half marathoners down to the mile for about okay. six years. Um, so I know, you know, I know about training. I also have a degree in exercise physiology and a, and a master's degree in um, sports psychology and motor behavior. So I know how to, I know a lot about the physiology and training, but I have never done the training myself. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've also never done the training under either Ben Rosario, who was our head coach or Alan Culpepper. So, um, I understand everything that we're doing. It's just a different experience when you are walking through it, walking through the process yourself. Um, so I'm finding out some things that, you know, I, I knew, but you don't quite know until yeah. you do them. Um, yeah. and so, um, yeah, it's been very interesting. I would say, because I have this background in speed um, and I've always been aerobically strong, which is really, I can't really run that fast unless I've been running some mileage as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm used to such intense events that just hurt from the beginning, like from the time the gun goes off, I mean, you're already, you know, feeling like you've got some lactic acid built up. Um, and so, um, 
the di- a difference for marathon training is I'm, you know, when I think as I'm starting to really think about it for myself is just the element of patience. So, um, the paces for the marathon, the ones that I, the paces I've been training at, they just don't feel that fast. And you're almost mm. going, am I really doing anything? But then you realize, oh no, but I have to run this pace for 10, 12, 14 miles for tempos. You know, I, I like yesterday I had a track workout and I had nine by a K with in three sets of three with cut downs on the track. And, you know, when we are at 7,000 feet, so of course it's harder to hit aerobic paces and at sea level. But, um, I looked at the paces and initially I said, this should be no problem. I've done these paces, you know, I can do these paces in my sleep, but (laughs) now the difference is I have the marathon mileage on my legs. And so it's a different story running even kind of less aggressive paces when you're just really fatigued and overall tired. And so, um, that's just been kind of those two things. That's what's different. It's like practicing patience. Like it's not going to, it shouldn't feel super hard. The pace wise, what is hard about it is you are out there for such a long time. You're just focusing for such a long time that that's what mentally is so difficult. And then your body just kind of will break down at a certain point. (laughs) So that's kind of been the difference. Um, in my mind as of now, um, And then as far as having like teammates around, like I'll use yesterday's track workout as an example, like we in AZ elite, half of our team are elite marathoners and very, very good elite marathoners. Like we have, I think our team record is 224 by Kellen Taylor, which I believe Mm. is like 530 per mile for 26 miles. Like Alephine won the Olympic trials. Steph has run very consistently. You know, everyone's really, really good. And so I feel very lucky to have just people around me that can be like, oh, you have a question about this. This is what's happening or this is what you should do, you know? Um, And then yesterday, because I had, I had nine by a K. Kellen is, has just come back from having a child. Um, Stephanie is four and a half months pregnant. So they weren't doing my entire workout with me, but they just took on different parts of it. So I barely ran alone for the entire thing. And, um, so that's very, very helpful. Just knowing that I have women around me that are so strong that have been there before, you know, I'm going into uncharted territory and they kind of know the lay of the land so they can kind of, you know, talk me down a little bit off a ledge. If I get nervous, like I'm not going to be able to hit this. And they tell me, yes, you can, this is the process, you know? So it's definitely very, very helpful. I will say right now, it's kind of interesting because just most of the marathoners on our team are either, like I said, like either pregnant or, you know, have had, um, just like injuries or like not even training right now, like out of the country, Alephine's in Kenya. So it feels a little interesting that I don't have like a training partner that's going to be there with me for the entire segment. Cause you know, you, you build such a bond yeah. with, with people when you go to war, you know, basically. And so, um, yeah, I, um, yeah, that'll be interesting, but they, they've done a really good job of like making me feel like I'm not out there like by myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And then this Sunday I have a 20 mile long run. It's my first 20 mile run ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I have Paige Stoner and Helen for 14 of it. And then Stephanie for maybe like five or six. 
and they're just going to sandwich me. So like, just so I hopefully won't have to do many of the miles alone. So that is very, very like helpful. And it's actually a luxury because I know a lot of people that don't have like just that kind of depth on, um, around them on a daily basis. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So you went to school, you grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. You went to school in Texas. So Arkansas, Texas, two schools in the South. Yeah. Climate is a little different compared to (laughs) Flagstaff. Um, What is it like? This is, I'm just curious. What is it like being in dry heat compared to when I wake up this morning, I get the trash out and I'm still (laughs) sweating, like, just that humidity and and just brutalness. Um, I think as far as dryness versus humidity, I feel like humidity is so much harder. Really? I think humidity, I had a theory about this actually. I think humidity is actually tougher to train in than altitude. And I think this is why. I think it's because the altitude is just a stable entity it doesn't change you know you're always going to be at seven thousand feet it's always going to be dry when you're in a humid can humid hot environment it's going to be different every day depending on the dew point i feel like and if you're sensitive to like changes and like atmospheric pressure changes in um yeah just how you know hot it is like I feel like that can kind of affect you. And so I just feel like when you wake up in Orlando or Memphis, Tennessee, it's like, you don't really know like how saturated the air is going to be with water. And I feel like it just kind of, it's not very stable. So it just kind of throws you off. And um, I feel like I've done a lot of workouts and humidity that like, I, I don't even, I don't know how I did them. (laughs) And so, you know, and, um, I, but I will say like, I actually miss the humidity. Like, I think I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Like I remember the first time, like after I moved to Flagstaff, I hopped off the plane to Little Rock and Little Rock's very humid. And, um, I was just like, ah, this feels so nice. (laughs) It's like, also it's better for your skin. Like my skin is so dry up here all the time. And it's like, it's like, especially in the winter, because it's freezing and dry. It like, it just gets so itchy. And so like, I feel like the humidity is like better for your hair. It's better for your skin. Like I miss miss that. So (laughs) maybe it's just because I'm used to like, running and then playing football in it and, and all that stuff. I I went to, you know, Colorado Breckenridge and walking oh. up like two flights of stairs. I thought I was, I thought that was it. Oh, <laughs> like, that's still a thing. I literally, like I, my, my bedroom is upstairs in our, in the house that I rent from. And literally like, I, I, I walk up the stairs going like, I'm not an athlete. Like, I'm just, <laughs> you know, like I just ran like whatever, you know, like whatever, like workout they gave me, but it's like, I'm always gasping for air up the stairs. So I, yes, I identify with that. <laughs> There's it's some tough. different about those stairs. You yeah. can go on a 20 mile <laughs> run, be as fit as you can be and to anything. I don't know. Sometimes over a flight, those, those thighs get yeah. to burning. Those calves are just locking up. And I used to like try to take the stairs when I was in college. I remember uh, I had a job. <laughs> working in um mass communicate and communications uh for our local government and my mom worked there too and so she's on the eighth floor i'm on the second floor so i would just be like you know what 
I just had a piece of pizza rock. I just feel like an athlete today. So let me walk <laughs> up from the second floor to the eighth floor. Or sometimes I would walk, our gym was in the basement. I would walk from the basement to the eighth floor. And I would just be singing hymns, asking God to help me because <laughs> I thought I was just yeah. in trouble. I was just like, I what are you doing, Dom? Like, why are you that stupid? Cast got swollen now. Don't don't get it wrong. I didn't skip leg day, but getting cap races in going upstairs. <laughs> going up. Oh my gosh! But just even now, like, okay, let me jog up a couple of flight of stairs. It's, and I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one because sometimes I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is. No, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I will take the elevator because I deserve it. <laughs> you deserve. I like that. <laughs> like that. I'm that... like that person. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're taking the elevator. Listen, treat yourself. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Treat yourself. I, I love it. I'm going to start using that. Why I are you have to go when it comes to that. I'm like, I know I can do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I deserve this yeah. rest. Yes, yeah. I deserve exactly. a break. What are three things that people do not know about the legend that is Lauren Higgins? Oh, oh gosh. Oh. No, I don't even know. Hmm. Three things people don't know about me. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could just start. I don't know what people don't know about me, but I could just start spotting off like random things about me. <laughs> Go for it. Fun facts that we don't know. Sure. I was a, I always say this one just because like, I never know what else to say. Like, and, and then afterwards I'm like, oh, I should have said this, but yeah, like I was a music major in college for a long time, for okay. a while, for a couple of years. And um, I studied p uh, percussion, mainly piano. And so I had a music scholarship my first year at Baylor. Um, so that's a little different. Um, I, like I love music. I love all, I love music so much. Um, hmm. I don't know. What are some, what are some other topics? Hmm. I would food. love to have my own camper van, but like, okay. or like maybe like a small RV, not quite a van, but like a small RV to like check around, even though I have to be selective when I would do that stuff. I love to hike. And so, um, I also like, I have still have not hiked in the Grand Canyon and I live like two hours from it, but it's just so hard to like find when to do that with training because you're so tired and you have yeah. to just kind of be careful about injuries and stuff and so but I would love to like I don't know like maybe maybe when I'm done like competing whenever that is seriously like I'd love to like travel around and just like hike and be like a, a van bum um oh, <laughs> <laughs> um and maybe it's Third thing people don't know, um, man, I don't know. What are some topics? Food, movies, people, celebrities, entertainment, states, capitals, nouns, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, I have a really uncanny talent for recognizing random people and random celebrities from like forever away and people don't believe me that I saw them and then I like will like kind of walk closer and I'm like see I told you like that, is, went, a, like, that is a talent <laughs> kind of weird. it's like a, it's like a weird like I have this it's like maybe it's like a facial recognition something but I literally will never if I have seen you before I will not 
forget that I've seen you. But on the flip side, I'm really bad at names, which is a, I hate that about myself. Like, I think if I could change, like, well, I mean, of course there's a few things, no one's perfect, but I, I literally feel like if there's one, I would change that fact. I don't know what it is, but I have a hard time remembering people's names. And I just feel like that's such a horrible trait, but with faces, I will like, I will always remember you. And there is, so with this like celebrity thing, there was this one, when I first moved to Memphis, I was walking through like the legendary Peabody hotel where they have like the ducks like twice a day. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, they do a lot of filming in Memphis for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I was like, just walked in and was like looking like way across this, it's a huge lobby with all these chairs and bars and stuff. It's really cool actually. And I was looking across and I was with my friend and I was like, that's Paul Giamatti. And I don't know if you know who that is, but he's kind, he's like, he would be considered like an A-list celebrity. He's like an older man. He's not like a heartthrob guy, but like, I love it up. Yeah. Look it up. You'll probably recognize him if you watch like a lot of movies, but, and my friend was like, no, it's not. That's he's like, he's very nondescript. Like he's not someone, he kind of looks like any other guy. And so I was just like, I know who this is anyway. So I like walked up to him and I was like, hi, Paul. I just wanted to say, like, I totally did that thing that people do. And then afterwards we're like, I should never have even gone up to him. Every day. <laughs> oh, do you know you? Yeah, yeah, he and like, in, um... like, he's, like he's just kind of like this like nondescript guy, and I mean, I think he's adorable. But anyway, he played Jerry. God, he, yeah, he played in um, what is it? Uh, Fred Claus. <laughs> oh, that was Jerry from Straight Outta Compton. Bless his heart. He's yeah. So like I. Um, and he, yeah, he was very nice. He was just like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know? And I was like, I told you it was him. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to just to like, that's like crazy. That. Like, yeah. It's just like a weird, like I literally, or like, even like, I'm going to out myself, but even like some of the, um, like bachelor, like, you know, oh, that's, that's people, big town. It's like, I know I'm like, yeah, saw them, saw one of them, KCB in the middle of Knoxville in this like open air market and was like, yep <laughs> like and people just are like whatever you know and I'm like I promise and so I also did the same thing with um Steven Tyler one time in Orlando he, Disney World what was it what was sunglasses on. it yeah so I don't know it's weird what wow I would love to just witness that like <laughs> I I can see you're you're running the marathon you're like mile 23 <laughs> Just a random marathon, just a random marathon. You're at mile 23 and the person is like, I don't know, behind and you just peek back and they're like at mile 21. I know that's not who I think it is. It's like, <laughs> what? That, that, that's Jennifer Lopez. What? That ain't her. And then like you went to, I told you that was her. I'd love that. Hey, that is that, that is talent. That would be special for me because I hardly notice anything in races. I'm like, <laughs> It's just like you walk. I don't know. And it's just like, maybe that's just me, but you (laughs) think you see somebody and you stare. Like, yeah. Is that who? I know that's not him. (laughs) I know that's not him. No, see, if I see him, I'm like, definitely them because that's just, yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but it's always been, always turned out to be true. My family is just like, okay, you look, is that him? No, that's not him. Yeah, it is. That's him. 
what's going on? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's oh, just. I would die happy if I saw Denzel Washington. Oh, man. One day. Cool. Yeah, D- that'd be cool. D- Denzel, come to the Orlando uh, the Marathon down here in 2024. We got some people that you need to meet, including myself. I don't Maybe. know. Give the pep talk. Give the opening pep talk. <laughs> Um, listen, yeah, fried chicken on yeah, fried chicken on me, brother. I got you. Yeah. Like, I got you. <laughs> like him, who would be the person that you? Uh, now I'm gonna save that question for later. Oh, I'm okay. Save that question for later. But let's circle back to music. Okay. I love music, so I love to hear that other people love music. Yeah. So, why do you love music, and kind of what music are you into? Whether it's classical maybe you play instruments or in a band or you know something oh gosh like why do I love it I mean I just think it's it's just personal creative expression right I mean Ooh, that's deep. um I I love like I love lyrics too because I mean I love to read as well so I think like if it like a song can be fun and catchy and like that's cool but I think when it's like good lyrics plus like good melody and um yeah just like interesting like I just like yeah, I just think it's fascinating. And um, yeah, like I feel like it's kind of the same for movies, but I think also good music can also have like a pretty emotional component to it where if you feel like moved by something, you know, something or like what someone's saying or even just like chords, you know, like, I mean, that's just, yeah, I just, um, I don't know, just makes me feel some type of way. So I like, I like it for that reason. Um, I, and as far as like music, I like, I like a lot of different things. Um, I'm from Arkansas, so I do like country. I like country music. Yeah, I like yeah. some, I like some rap hip hop. I like Drake. Um, I like Lil Wayne. I feel like I have to say three, six mafia just because it's Memphis, but that's, you know, oh boy, stuff. that's old, old school. school stuff. And then I also really like my, and like all my teammates know this and they like hate me because I just play it in the weight room all the time. And they're like something different, please. But like, I love this band, the 1975. Um, They're kind of like alternative. They're, they're, they're British, but they're kind of alternative kind of popish punkish band. But again, like, I think their lyrics are so, so interesting and like, they just have a cool sound. Um, so I really like them. And then, you know, I mean, my era when I, when I was growing up and like, you know, music can also kind of shape your, your childhood, your background, like, like, what were you listening to in junior high or eighth grade or whatever? Oh, and like, boy. I was totally like Blink-182 and like Avril Lavigne and Oh Noah boy, Fett. that's, I love like, that. You know, it's just like, I mean, and they're, they're popular. They're very popular, but it's like, it's a definite, like not everyone likes punk, you know? And then I also like older stuff, like 60s punk, like the replacements. I like the Pixies, um, which Pixies is like 80s, 90s. No, I know about I know about the Pixies. Yeah, I like know Pixies. About it. yeah, so I'm so are you know, yeah. So like I like them. And then um I really am liking like the new wave of female country singers that kind of have like a pop component to them, like Kelsey Ballerini and Casey Musgraves. Um, I really just like people that also just kind of bear their their souls a little bit and are a little bit vulnerable in their own writing and their own music and so I like I like that and um I used to my this is kind of not embarrassing but (laughs) I think my favorite band growing up used to be Third Eye Blind and uh they're like because it's not my time they're like that one 
Which one? Cause it's not my time. I'm not going. Is that though? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh dang! I thought they were third eye blind. No, they'd be like semi charm kind of life, or you know, like oh, I'll never let you go. Na, 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 na. Okay, <laughs> I have to uh, look it up, but, but I got to look. I that's yeah. yeah. Oh so, my like, god! It's called th third, like so this. people third eye yes. blind, like that. That's their so thing. yeah. The the, the, the band I'm thinking of is Three Doors Down. What am I thinking? Third Eye Bond. Like what? Yeah, Actually, I had one of like back when CDs were a thing. Ha! Huh, I'm old. I had. Oh, one of, listen. I had their first one. I I don't care. Like I had I had their first one, but um yeah. So like I yeah Third Eye Blind. I I love. You know what's kind of funny about them is every album they've released has been consecutively worse and worse. But I love her. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Like maybe I'm not a true fan, but I I love their first three and I was obsessed with them and I've seen them in concert like five or six times. And then it's kind of the same thing. It's like now I think they're just they're trying to stay kind of relevant and kind of, you know, just 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 have a seat. I love them, seat. but <laughs> Just, just so, pass the sticks, pass the sticks. This and I'm, I'm anxiously waiting for the new Blink-182 album. I think if you gave me a, ch a choice between going to a Taylor Swift concert versus a Blink-182 concert, I would go with Blink-182. I'm sure. not mad. I used to listen. No, I've been to a Taylor Swift concert. I would go. So, I would go if you gave me a free ticket. I'm just saying. That, that That's how I went. I didn't pay for her. Oh, and I yeah, if I if it were like my money and I was having to choose between paying like four hundred dollars for Taylor Swift versus Blink One Eighty Two, Blink One Eighty Two all the way. <laughs> Hashtag all the small things. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> so I got exactly. that song right. Have you heard yeah, of yeah, Match, yeah. Matchbox Twenty? Yeah, so I used to really like them too. Um, I think they're pretty good, actually. They're, I just like one song. They belong. Which one? Do you remember? The one I wish the real world would just yeah. like that's a good album. Um, I see why you like Drake and Little Wayne because they're so they use so many similes and metaphors in their music. I can't they're repeat beautiful. any of them, but they use them uh when they rap. So if you want to hear that, go ahead and yeah. listen to it. I'm not going to repeat it on the show. This is Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um no, that's okay. Can't, can't repeat some of those shows, but sometimes I'll be listening. I'm like, you wow, like <laughs> I know. Like that was like creative. Like how did you fit that into like killing somebody or something like that? Well, that's, just... that's why like rap is is interesting too and like in hip hop too because it's all just like you know, I mean, Robin, they also have their um their foundation and like blues and like yeah, like you know, I'm yeah. a big yeah, so and I love Alicia Keys as well. So that's 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 my girl too. Yeah, I um I love 90s rap. Okay, the, nice. the 80s, 80s and 90s rap. So I love there's a band called The Roots. Okay. Um if you watch the Jimmy Fallon show um the guy black well the, his house band is are the legendary roots um, oh. i love their band and their black thought is the best rapper ever because of how he just who is creativity it? his name is black thought Tariq. Uh, black thought. he from he is so deep and just creative in his approach like if you're an english major you would love them um there's a band called de la soul okay um, yeah that yeah, i love I 
you know, yeah. hashtag the stakes is high. I I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm at I'm at the job singing like some of the lyrics, like um, you know, if people want to snatch the credit but can't claim the card. I'm like, oh my god, why did not write like, <laughs> this is genius? Um, but like you, and so yeah, I like that era of rapping. And then obviously, you know, growing up, you know, in the 2000s, and you know, I'm 29, so you know that, yeah, you know, late 90s, mid 2000s, yeah. early to mid 2000s, that was. Uh, pretty dope time as well but I um, I like I call it old people music but I have okay. like the entire like Motown collection and it's nice. all the CDs like I nice. used to have so many CD yeah. players I have those too yeah I you have the Motown I, collection I used to have I used to have like I don't think it was it's probably not the exact same thing you're talking about but it I, I used to have these ones called Billboard is that the same I know what you're talking about that's different where they had like genres like based on like the year like they had they would have like Motown or they'd have like it's like the Billboard Top 100 or whatever yeah and they they would kind well yeah there was there was like a pre I know what that is too but that's like a precursor to that as well where it'd be like the top songs in this genre from 1960 I do yeah I know what you're talking about so yeah, I do they're kind of like in a weird they're kind of color-coded based on yeah. the genre it's kind of it's like really really old but no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what they were called. Um, man, that was some good music back then. Yeah. <laughs> like, even, like, the all-female groups, like, um, you know, the Supremes and yeah. um, Dolly Parton, you know, Sister Dolly. Got mad love for Sister, you know. I, I love that. Dolly Parton. You know, shout out working nine to five. I'm going to ask you a controversial question, though. <laughs> okay. Who had the better version of I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston or Dolly Parton? Oh, I'm so, oh, I have to go Whitney Houston. I know, that's the only right answer. That's I know, the only I like, right answer. I, I know it's Dolly Parton's song. She wrote it, you know, and I love that version as well. But like, I have to go with Whitney Houston because you just, you just can't not, you I'm, can't. it's so good. And everybody like the closest, you know, how people always, they'll try to like sing that song or have a different rendition. And it's almost like, oh, that's, like untouchable. It's cringeworthy. It's cringeworthy. I know. The only person I've I've heard become get any close to it is maybe Ariana Grande, but even then it just she's so like Nate, you know. Like she has a cool voice, but like you cannot compete with Whitney Houston. Whitney Whitney could blow the the oh listen. Yeah. Lord, like, she was different. She was built different. Yeah. And I know you Ariana, she's kind of nasally, it seems yeah. like when she sings. She's cool. She's got she got good range. Yeah. She has great range and she's got yeah. great talent. And also any Ariana Grande fans, don't you come for me at Lauren because we did not say anything <laughs> about her. I um, mean, have you seen the movie The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston? Of course, and Kevin Costner. Oh my god. So that is literally one of my favorite movies. It always has been. And like I like watched that when I was little, actually. It's kind of like for like it's kind of there's some things in there, but it's for yeah. adults. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I love that movie. And like, you know, she sings that at the end of the movie. And it's just so good. Like, yeah. So the the, the <laughs> music videos, I look at the music videos today <laughs> to the music videos back then. <laughs> I still do. I still do that too. Sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna get in like a YouTube like hole and like <laughs> like music videos. Yeah. And I'm like, the difference. It's like, first of all, the ones back then were in black and white. 
Yeah. Now they're on like these, they're in Cabo and, and all this yeah. stuff. And it, I don't know. I feel like you can only feel the emotions in those old music videos. Like Whitney Houston singing, I will always love you. And it's like raining. Yeah. And just, I'm just like, Ooh, Whitney, I don't know who you, th- Oh, you sing it to me, sister. Like, that <laughs> <laughs> you oh know my what God, saying? that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, There's also speaking quickly of like, um, artists, like I love Aretha Franklin as well. And her, um, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think it was the house she was, it was either the house she was born in or the house that she just grew up in, but mm-hmm. it's in, it's, it's on the outskirts of Memphis, Tennessee. And when she passed away, I think this was like two years ago, they had like a candlelight vigil for her. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Really yep. cool. But that's crazy. Yeah. I know. Anyway, random, but <laughs> shout out to sister Rita. She has so much range as well. I don't know. Yeah. Who would be like your favorite old school band? You can give me two. You can give me two. Artist or band? You can give me two. Well, how far are we going back to consider it old school? Before are we talking you like... and I were born. Okay, before we were born. So give so me one I... single artist and then one band. Let's do that. I think if it's the band, the one that I would say probably had more influence on my musical taste and what I listened to when I was younger, probably the Beatles. Um, I listened to them like my dad had every single album that they came out with. And so like, I just like listened to them, like from when I was like really young. So like, that's probably just who I would pick because that's like, I just know all their songs and like, yeah, I think they're cool. They have definite eras though, you know, like 70, I mean, it's yeah. And then, um, Ooh, and then like an older singer, Hmm. Hmm. Older singer. I feel like I take this question very seriously. <laughs> so I'm like, do you want me to give you my it. answer? Because I love think- music, but I'm like going, hmm. I'm like, who am I? I don't know. Do you want me to Maybe. give you my answer while you think? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in the church. So technically, the church kind of. Yeah. Definitely centered it. I would say favorite band, bar none, is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, nice. Um, nice. Favorite singer. Ooh, I just hurt myself. I thought I had it. Oh, Lord. Well, it's hard to think of someone. I feel like it's easier with bands, but with like a, like a favorite singer. I mean, maybe I could say like Stevie Nicks, maybe. Um okay. Cause that's just some like, that's just someone that popped in my head and like, I love her and I love Fleetwood Mac. I think they're very interesting as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe her, even though I like Fleet, I liked when she was with Fleetwood Mac better than she, when she was solo, but, um, oh, but God. still the same artist, you know, and um, still the same feel. So maybe her, I mean, Mariah Carey was kind of like a little bit earlier than me, but still was like very popular when I was in junior, you know, I mean, she wasn't before I was born though. I don't think like, no, um... before I was born, but she was like already popular before I really started to get like an awareness of like musical preferences, really. That's fair. And so I feel like, yeah, maybe then too. Fleetwood Max and Goat from them. You know he owns a restaurant in like Hawaii? Wait, Lindsay Buckingham? 
No, Mick Fleetwood. Oh, okay. No, I also, this is really, really random, but there is a little town in Arizona called Cottonwood and we do track practice there, but they have this, I just randomly found it. It's a gourmet, like Italian place with a winery attached to it. And it's owned by um, Eddie Vedder. Really? Was, yeah, the Pearl Jam guy. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's the most random thing ever. And it is like literally one of the best meals I've I've had in a long time. And oh, I just wow. randomly found it. It's crazy. But yeah, I don't know. And then I've also been to um what's his name? The guy, the guy from Van Halen. Or no, not Van Halen. That owns a bar in Cabo in Mexico. I've been to that one too. But anyway, random. <laughs> wow. You've been some yeah. you've been some really cool places. Yeah, oh, I have. Man. I love to travel. Yep. Mine, I would say, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and it's a hybrid. It's between Stevie Wonder and hey. Luther Luther Vandross. Okay. Oh, that's like, cool. Like those two. I don't know. It's just. I love Stevie Wonder as well. I would say Martina McBride and like oh. Karen Carpenter, like low key shaped my love for Christmas music. Martina oh, McBride, cool. Karen Carpenter, and Luther. And no, and Boys to Men, those three. Oh, oh, I, oh, I like Boys to Men too. How did I forget Boys to Men? They had great music. <laughs> like, that's hard. And I love music and stuff. And my, yeah. I mean, my family's like a musical family. So it's like music so is just mine. kind of ingrained. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, let's switch gears to food. Then we're going to wrap this up with a bow. Okay. Cool. You've already kind of touched on it, but what's been like the best meal you've had in all the places you've traveled? Like what like what is like that go-to one for you? Or the best thing that you cooked? Either the best meal you've had or the best meal you've cooked. Hmm. Man, I do I honestly can't even tell you what the best meal I've cooked is because I love to cook and I literally cook something different every week. Like I don't I should probably do something like that where I, but I don't I don't have like a recipe that I just make all the time it's kind of just That's like fair. whatever you know I just and then I will I hate to waste food too it's like a big pet peeve of mine like I so like I'll just throw random stuff in a pan too and like yes. I when things are gonna go bad and like I just don't like that and so anyway so like I don't know I mean but I do I make a lot of curry type stuff like um I make a lot of like one pot dishes, like rice with a protein and veggies or something like that. Um, I'm having salmon for dinner tonight with roasted vegetables. Lots, you know. Um, and then what was the other question? Like the best, best meal from the best from anywhere you travel. Yeah. Oh, that is so hard too. I don't know. I've had um, I've had really good. My favorite chicken tikka masala I've ever had was in London. Really? I, I don't know what the history is necessarily. I kind of have an idea, but I feel like London or the <clears> UK <throat> in general just has so many good like Indian restaurants, maybe, or like maybe not even Indian, but like, you know, just like that kind of like ethnic, like, like curry type places, like kebab houses, things like that. So like I had amazing, amazing um, um, chicken tikka masala in this place that was Whit Chapel, I believe, was the neighborhood. And mm -hmm. um anyway, but yeah, so that uh I went to Switzerland last summer and I spent a few days in the Swiss Alps and I had 
this dish that was called Alper Magronen. And it basically is German for like farmer's plate or something like that. And it was like mac and cheese with um like like toasted like breadcrumbs, I guess, on top of it. And it had like some veggies in it. And then it also had, it's so weird. It had applesauce in it. Okay. You lost me right so, there. Yeah, I know. It was like, <laughs> I, I ordered this thinking like, I'm not going to like it, but I'm in Switzerland and I'm going to try something regional. And I try, I was like, there's no way this is going to be good. And it was like, amazing. <laughs> I don't know what it was like. You couldn't even really taste that it. it was applesauce. It was more just like, it gave it a little bit of like, just like a tang to it, I guess. Interesting. And okay. I know it was really interesting. Like, and that's not something I would normally go for, but I like I love mac and cheese. But Listen. yeah, I, I I was like you. I was like you lost me at applesauce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried it, and um, oh, let's see. I yeah, and um, I've had really good sushi in Hawaii before. I've had great sushi in Boston. Oh my! I have to get to your level of like travel swag, you know, dining <laughs> experience. Like, oh my. Goodness. You just gotta pick something that like sounds really off the wall and just go for it. <laughs> so, yeah. But um yeah, I'm sure there is there are plenty of things I still have yet to try. Like I've never been to an Asian country. That's on my bucket list. I'd, you know, I'd love to go to I don't know, Australia, like just I mean, my family growing up, like we traveled a good bit and I feel like our family is we're, we're, we're foodies too. And so we kind of based like how much we liked the vacation based on how good the food was. <laughs> I, but that's so, so real. That's yeah. so real. So it's kind of like, and I just feel like I'm kind of the snob, but I'm also not against like, I love like in and out burger too. Like, I don't know. Or like Wendy's or something. So I don't know. Like I just, some kind of, you know, but you're from the south, so you know I what good food like. tastes. You, you I, good I'm food from tastes. the south. I you can't take the girl out of the south, you know, or like you can't take the south out of the girl. I mean, and yeah, I mean, growing up, like we I mean, I'm from Arkansas, so we're we like we do fried chicken, fried catfish, mm-hmm. um, fresh puppies. Preach, come on now. Yeah, you know, and um, I mean, I don't know, like there's just some things like I eat, I, I eat pretty healthy in general because of what we do, but I also am not a huge fan of like too clean eating. I think there's a balance. And so I am also like, I made Kraft Mac and cheese for dinner the other night because it sounded good. And yeah. And like, so I don't know, I think there's a balance to it, but yeah, I do like certain things <laughs> that like and, considered you know like runner runner food but i'm like if it's gonna make you happy go for it listen everything Run- in moderation yeah everything okay. in moderation and like i would say about fried- yes yes i always say you know when it comes to fried chicken it may be bad yeah. for the body but it's good for the soul and you need some good soul music and some good soul food that's how i operate yeah um, i mean i also love buffalo sauce so sorry you're gonna have to put that on the the, the chicken for me <laughs> That's my thing. On fried chicken? Buffalo sauce and hot sauce. Yeah. Not, I, so we we're talking about wings or or like uh like like Popeyes happen. Wings. I mean, wings, I like buffalo sauce, but like I will put hot sauce on everything. I just think it makes things I just love it. I love but, spice though. 
What hot sauce are you rolling with? I just like I like plain I like Tabasco. Oh, you different. <laughs> you are different. I, <laughs> I like, like that. Tabasco. I, I like Cholula as well, but I think Tabasco is my favorite. I was thinking that cheap crystal crystal lake hot sauce from Louisiana. You say no, I go with Tabasco. That's the <laughs> <good stuff. laughs> man. I'm not even mad at that. I'm proud. If I if I carried a purse, I'd probably have a bottle in it. But <laughs> what, what, what Beyonce says she got hot sauce in. It. Put it in a runner's bag, or you know how they do like the you talk about fueling for nutrition. Just yeah. get one of those like what do they have? It what is it called? Goo. I should know this. Goo. Yeah, yeah. Goo like gels. Yeah. Dude, put listen. Just throw some hot sauce in there and <laughs> guarantee you. Listen, I'm going to tell you this, and then we're going to switch to the last topic. Okay. If Laura come out to Orlando, and at mile 21, she within top 10, and she pops some hot sauce out for fueling, <laughs> it's game over for everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's game over. That's it. Night, night. It's over. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, so man. funny. It's it's over. Y'all, y'all better hope they don't put them in gummies. But listen, if you see some goo, it ain't goo. It's hot sauce. It's, it's Tabasco. It's something. And that's, that's it. Right. That is it. Turn the engines on there. Listen, I'm telling <laughs> you, it's, it's gonna be a misunderstanding. They go, where did she come from? Listen, it's that <laughs> sauce. She kept it in the back and everything. You'll buy Tabasco. You'll buy Tabasco. Make I'll that a sponsorship. <laughs> Hashtag underdog. Put that on a t-shirt. I like that. I love that. That is some Hoka Clifton 8 energy. That's I've been using shoe term, and I love that. I love that. All right. Last couple topics. So running is amazing for so many reasons, but what about running brings you the most joy? Where do you find oh. your joy when it comes to running? Honestly, I feel like I figured that out a couple of years ago because, um, I didn't know that answer for a long time, but I feel like it's really just, honestly, for me, it's more about like using running as a way to like cultivate community. And I just feel like, I don't know, like the most fun part. I mean, I love working out hard and I love going after goals and all that and racing. Like I loved, I love to race actually, but as far as like just running, like just pure running, I think it's just like, you know, it mirrors life, but it also has like brought me like really, really close friends and like mentors and confidants. And so I really think like, I mean, a big reason why I gravitated towards Flagstaff and part of why I wanted to join this team is because I was training on my own for about seven years and, mm -hmm. um, sounds biblical, right? Seven years, but that means I, completion. Yeah. <laughs> only do it. Hashtag but, yeah. But basically, um, I just was getting so burnt out and I was just, wasn't any fun because I just felt like I didn't have like most mostly women to like commis like commiserate with bond with like cheer for you know um and people that were of a like mindset as me and that were going after similar goals even though we're competitors like I just find a lot of joy and like just like connecting with other other women on on runs and just talking about women's issues or you know just like running in general and like we have fun too it's not all serious I mean it's like you know lighthearted as well but I really think that's my favorite part and like that's what I love the most is just like the community that it's brought me so yeah short answer wow. but no yeah I love that answer and guess yeah. what you have survived the interrogation process now <laughs> hey we are on to our last topic is called down the home stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. Like stream of consciousness? 
straight up. Wait, okay. What? Stream of consciousness? Like, you mean like the first thing that comes to my head or you want me to just like answer the best I know? Yeah. I, I've <laughs> never heard that term, but just answer the question. Okay. When I ask it, just answer it to the best, as, as best as you can, as fast okay. as you can. So are you ready? Yes. <laughs> if there was a food that you could live with for the rest of your life and a food that you could live without, what would they be? Mm. A food I could eat for the rest of my life? Um, Probably a cheeseburger. Okay. Um, a food I could live without? I hate broccoli cheese soup. I don't know. I don't know if that's a food, but I hate that. <laughs> that's so... I hope Panera not listening to this. Uh, so it's all good. I thought you were going to say curry, which by the time this episode airs, I will have tried for the first time and oh. conquered, conquered my fear. So Go I don't know. A, a cheeseburger is, is good. Where is the best place to get a cheeseburger? You know what? I'm really boring and whatever. I I like I like McDonald's or In-N-Out. And okay. I like plain cheeseburger. Like literally the meat in the bun and a slice of cheese i'm not gonna go with pickles i don't want condiments i just want it's just simple but for some reason i think it's like my mom always had that growing up so like i just think of that as it's okay, like a thing. so i but yeah this yeah but yeah mcdonald's or in and out now you mad at it that's cool all righty is a boneless chicken nugget a chicken wing or i'm sorry is a boneless chicken wing a chicken nugget or a chicken wing i mean do they tell us what that actually is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's like I, I, don't, I don't know what we're actually eating there but i mean i don't know i guess i would have to say well you know okay devil's advocate if it's boneless it's got you got to say chicken nugget because that's the right answer that's just you know, how do you know it's it, it could be from any part of the body you don't know i mean so i'd say nugget versus how do you know it's from the wing you don't so i would just say nugget because they're like boneless chicken wings and it's just this <laughs> weird piece of like steroid injected chicken you know what i'm saying yeah like, it's probably not even yeah it's not even like all like you know yeah definitely yeah so let's, let's go with nugget yeah, it's like a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's not real. Or it's like a McDonald's chicken nuggets. It's not real. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mickey D's. Y'all fry slice. Like, What's the sweet tea? <laughs> right. like a late night thing for me too, but yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So if you have to pick anyone to give you a pep talk for the biggest race of your life, who are you rolling with? Oh, gosh. I think I would honestly... I don't necessarily love pep talks i'm not really big into that right before a race i do much better i tend to overthink and i do better if i can think less and just focus on the process so i would say for that for my needs what i need in a pep talk it would probably be ben bruce or stephanie bruce two of my teammates or kellen taylor another one of my teammates they're just very like matter of fact down to earth you've done the work you're ready you can handle a lot of discomfort and pain. You're talented. Go get them. You know, you belong. That's it. That's all I want. I would love well, to I don't want it. these, like, far-reaching, like, I don't need people to, you know. Like, I actually prefer, when it's a coach, I prefer talking to them about my race the week previously. And then I want them to hopefully be there so I can see them for comfort. 
but mm. I don't I don't necessarily love um like I don't I don't need that for a race. It actually need I, find, that on a raw, raw. I, find it, I find it interference. I find it to be interfering. I would rather just act like everything's just normal. I would love to hear Samuel Jackson and his character on Snakes on the Plane uh, <laughs> just kind of come give a pep talk. Uh, that, that's just neither here nor there. Dream vacation spot. Oh, man. I don't even, I can't answer that. <laughs> like, oh, that's the first so, time we had a... There's so many places. I, I think, honestly, like, I think I would love if I, okay. If I had to pick maybe one place i think i might go like beach hopping in australia like the gold coast up there i think it's it's in queensland i might do that but i don't know i really really like hiking too and so i probably i always have this i have this like fantasy of doing like tokyo to kyoto like one of like the major like treks you know or like the west highland way like in scotland like things that just are long and challenging that's not really a vacation I, I feel like that kind of borders like is that a vacation or is that like an adventure so I don't know like <clears throat> I think it ought to be cool to just do something like Thailand I think that'd be cool too Ooh, that would be fun okay yeah. if you had to have dinner with anybody who is currently living who would it be someone currently living Probably my grandma Beverly. It's my mom's mom. She's my favorite relative, and I just have not got to see her in so long. Yeah, probably her. She lives in um um this little town called Kernersville in North Carolina. It's like part of like the like the Tri City area, like Greensboro Greensboro. Um I yeah, I'd probably that's probably who it'd be. She's a hoot. She's hilarious. I don't know. What is what's the song on your playlist before you take to the roads for a race before i go what i listen to before i race actually i'm gonna switch this up because something okay. came in. if you had to pick a musical artist to get you through a 20 to 30 mile run who would you listen to the entire way oh um one artist Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of thinking about what do I, when I do run by myself and I, if I do pick an artist, like who that typically is. And it kind of is a few people, but have you heard of Blue October? Mm -hmm. They're interesting. Their lyrics are interesting. They're kind of like a niche, a niche band. They're um, alternative. They use a lot of like electric violin and cello and they're, they're pretty cool. Um, so maybe then, maybe 1975, my British band that I like really want to see, Blink-182, <laughs> maybe one of those, yeah, like, I don't know, like, something like, something that's going to be, like, fun and upbeat, like, for example, like, I, I like Adele as well, but I don't know if I'd pick her because it's more just kind of like, like, if it's a 20 mile run, I would want something that has, like, I don't know. Just something like kind of more punkish, popish, alternative type. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I would get to like mile if I'm running 20 miles, 19. Yeah. Um, once I get actually no, yeah, I would. 
19 to 20, I'll be listening to Hello from the Other Side. <laughs> that's just, I know that was like corny dad joke, but that's just me. All right, just a few more questions. Okay. Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Oh my gosh. This is such an like age old debate. I gotta go Backstreet Boys. Really? Yeah. Tell I me why. Happens. Yeah, I love oh. that one actually. <laughs> I hate yeah. that commercial, but I, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, I think I'd go with that one. Oh I think I'd go with them. Okay. Even though I feel kind of like sacrilegious saying that because Justin Timberlake is a Memphis kid or outside of Memphis, but you know. Man. Yeah. That's... I love him too, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. What is, what's the ultimate post-race meal? Oh, post-race meal. I really like a burger and fries. That's okay. cheeseburger and fries, actually. Yeah. Nothing on it, just cheese and a burger and two yep. pieces of bread. Yep, basically. And then fries with ketchup. Okay, but the ketchup is in there. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Not too shabby. All right. A couple more questions. So, what was the coolest thing you've done so far this year? Ooh, the coolest thing I've done so far this year in 2023. Um, I mean, I think I would say as far as like I've been training so hard in 2023. I bet I think just like the coolest thing is probably honestly just seeing like the results of the hard work pay off, to be honest. Like I got to race in San Diego. Um, that was just, I just, that was really fun. Like um, I won that race and set a big PR and I like treated myself to this really nice meal. And, like, so that was just, that was just, I don't know, like just fun. Like, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, the half marathon championships was in Fort Worth, Texas, and my sister lives in Dallas. So just to see them and like have family at the race was pretty cool because they had hardly ever get to see any of my races, um, especially with like COVID. Like I've had family members that have been really sick and I haven't been able to, to see them sometimes. So, so that was cool. Um, that's probably really it. I mean, I haven't really, honestly, I've been so like nose to the grindstone. Like I haven't really like done any like actual trips or anything like that or like done anything other than i just kind of have been like living and just like enjoying like like my friends here in Flagstaff too so yeah i don't know probably just like checking out san diego getting to go to the beach like <laughs> just pretty yeah. normal far but you know we're only in may so <laughs> we'll see uh, that freaking song by NSYNC. It's the, we know what that meme that goes around social media, Justin Timberlake singing it's this I want, And I have just, anytime somebody just says the Muffin Man, I just get so mad. I hate that thing so much. I shared story to my Instagram that was like, it's April 30th. You know what? So, like, and it was like and it's just, Justin Timberlake in the side like this. And it's, it's gonna be May. And I was so, and here's the thing, it took me about a year. I'm like, what song? And so I'm looking, listening to the song, and then I don't know. I was at work, and the truth, yeah. Why it's gonna be May? I'm like, oh my god, that's where they no. get this nonsense from. No. So, so May, May first, April first, and May first. I don't like those days because it's like the most. Oh no, I'm sorry. April first and April thirtieth, like those days. I just like. 
I see this man one more time saying it's going to be May. That's why you have to enunciate the E. Because if they had said it's going to be me, then we yeah. have to deal with this. Well, right, so my thing with that is December 31st and people go, see you next year. <laughs> I, I, I do that. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> I hope I just take it a step further. <laughs> I think I used to do that. It was like December 30th or when I was walking out. I said, yeah. I hope you all have a blessed year. And I'm gonna see you, see you next year. Whatever it is, yeah. I do it every year. We're gonna have a whole show about it. Um, I lied. I lied. So, three more questions. So, the, the, okay. here's number three one of the three. When is it too early to listen to Christmas music? You have to wait until after Thanksgiving Day. That's um, the devil is a liar, Lord. She didn't mean it. Um, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but no, that hurt. That is special though. It's like it is. Year, I don't really. Okay, I'm not going to tell you that because. Oh, she don't I like don't... Lord. She don't like Christmas music. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Lord, no, no, no. We can't do this. I like I like very specific songs, but in oh. general, it's it's just not for me. Yeah. Otis Redding has a song called "Pain in My Heart." And that is what I just felt when you just said that. Oh, pain Lord. In my she, heart. She, <laughs> pain in my heart. Oh, Lord. She didn't mean it. No, she could have. Jesus. Lord, I got to pray. I'm going to pray for you. It's okay. No, this it's, interview is over. We're going to know. It's just, you just have to elevate to the top of the prayer list, but that's okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> last two questions. Why does kindness matter to you? Kindness matters because. I, when you have been through things in your life and, you know, and then you're just, you know, whatever reason, just struggling and like someone's just, you know, I guess unkind for usually no reason. Usually it's just people being frustrated. Um, yeah, I think it matters because it's like, you just, you just never know, you know, like I'm not, when I'm, if I'm really struggling with something, I'm not someone that's typically going to like announce it to the world right away like I'm gonna like kind of process it and you know but I I think like um of course like we've all I'm sure been unkind at some point in our lives and that's you know a learning process and I'm not saying I'm perfect but um yeah I think that you know just handling yourself with with grace and kindness is important because you just never know like someone might be really really struggling with their mental health and like something you say just flippantly because you're frustrated at the grocery store you know could push someone over the edge and so um yeah I think it's just it's just like you can't see sometimes when people are really really struggling and I think like athletes in general like we're taught to just you know be really tough and like don't ever struggle and I think I think that paradigm is changing now where like now it's becoming seen if you have struggles like guess what everyone else does too just some people are better at hiding it than others you know but it's basically just like you know showing that yeah you do struggle it can be a sign of vulnerability and you know just like I was I talked about earlier about community with with runners how like I mean, what do you do on a run? You know, you you talk to people. You got like an hour to two and a half hours to run together. And it's like, you just naturally share experiences and stories. And, you know, it's like, 
everyone struggles with something. And so I think that's, you know, that's a, sorry, that was kind of rambling, but um, yeah, like, I think that is why, why kindness, why kindness matters to me. Last question. How has running been kind to you? Oh man, I mean, running is, it can be, it's, it's, it's ways it's been kind is it, it definitely like I've got, I've met like best friends through, through running. So the connections I've made through running, like I wouldn't have had that if I weren't in the sport. Um, I feel like I really, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I really like enjoy the process of everything. So it, I'm, I'm kind of more, I can be spontaneous, but I'm more of a routine type person. And I feel like running just kind of fits my um, personality a little bit. Um, I like the whole process of, I get up two hours before I have to be at practice and make my coffee, play with my dog, have my breakfast, you know, um, I read or might listen to music, like just kind of, you know, like I feel like it's it's if that's a way running has been kind to me i feel like it just like it's it's like a good fit like i feel like comfortable and at peace with like that kind of routine and um you know but running can also have it's interesting it can be like challenging as well if you're not performing very well if you know if you're letting it just take over your whole life and your your all your whole life is your routine and you're sacrificing personal relationships because of that that's a problem I think you know but um yeah I think in general though I think like the positives outweigh the negatives with running for me personally and I just feel like it's interesting because I've been doing this for a long time and I still feel like I have a lot more to explore as well so I think it's just like it can also be more of a creative pursuit as well rather than just like a job or like you know it it is a job but it's like, you know, you can have a lot of fun with it as well. You have survived down the home stretch, breaking my heart with that Christmas answer, but that's all love. That's all <laughs> good. Uh, listen, I appreciate you coming on the show. Where can the people support your journey? I know we talked about it earlier, I believe it's Hagen Dawes 86. Yep. It's a, um, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I probably should do a better job of posting, <laughs> but uh, I'm more of like, a, I do like the stories thing, but anyway, so um, yeah, Instagram, um, I'm on Twitter, um, I'm on Strava. I probably use Strava and Instagram the most, I would say. So listen, that's where you can find the legend. That's where you can support her journey. Be sure to tune in to where she's going to run later on this summer and following that and listen, Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank everybody for listening, and we will catch you next time.